Hi guys, I am that Nigerian Christian talkaholic and this is another episode of Just Talk. So you guys, I am particularly excited today. I honestly don't know why. <laughs> okay, I'm just excited because I was about to do the podcast and I saw someone's message and she was like, ah, no podcast today. So I mean, it just it really got me happy. It's like, oh, my guys are listening and <laughs> it was just really good to know. So I'm really glad that y'all are listening and you're checking up to ensure that there are episodes every Monday. So today I wanted to talk about something that I've been thinking about. Two things actually. One, um, the normal scope of the podcast and the other one very important, especially for my Nigerian listeners. Yeah, elections are around the corner and I want to lend my voice to um, emphasize the need to vote right they need to exercise your um your right but before that let's do i mean let's do the major focus of the podcast and then we'll come to that so today i am going to make it i'm going to keep it short and simple it's something i've actually been thinking about i read i was reading the book of um, second corinthians and i read chapter five sometime last week i think yeah last week and I read chapter 15 and it informed the choice of this topic. Right, so in chapter 5 verse 15, the Bible says, um, He died for all, so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but only for him who died and was raised to life for their sakes. Right, and so I was thinking about life generally and how, as Christians, as believers, we don't necessarily just live for ourselves. That's the first scripture, right? There's a second scripture. This one I read today when I was reading the book of um, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, right? So, Paul was talking to uh, the Corinthians about Christian giving. And he was speaking about the Macedonians and how they gave, I mean, to support the work even when they did not have, right? However, he, he tried to talk to them about how as Christians they've been called to live not just for themselves right so i mean god has called us to live for other people so he he gave an analogy right he talked about how sometimes the one who has much does not really have so much and the one who has little does not have so little because the one who has much is sharing so he was talking to the corinthians he was saying to them that you have plenty and it would be nice that you give to others who don't have right and of course whenever you're in time of need and then there's some other person who doesn't have the role will be reversed right so there is no lack amongst um, the christian fold now two things the first scripture i read was to bring to our knowledge or understanding or remind us again that we do not live our lives for ourselves but that we live our lives for god especially if you are a believer hmm I mean, Christ died for all, right? Um, Pastor Aaron would normally say that Christ died for everyone, but those who have accepted him are his sons. So when you accept what Christ did, you become a son, you become a daughter of God, and then you start to realize that your life is not lived for yourself. And I'm saying this because there's going to be a lot of times where things don't go as you think they should go. I'm saying this as a reminder that in those moments, you know, that things will not go your way in life because you have accepted by believing in Christ that your life is no longer your own, right? And so God can make of your life what he will in line with his glory and his pleasure. This is, I mean, this is, it sounds easy to say until you have to go through it where you have to question a lot of things about life, where you have to make a lot of adjustments to goals, plans, visions, and aspirations. 
right so the book of um second corinthians 5 verse 15 it brings to focus the fact that christ has died for us and so because christ has died for us we are new people right and when you accept that it means you're saying you're not just saying god i accept you because i don't want to be seen and i want you to forgive my sins you're saying you accept what christ has done and you're accepting that he will intervene in your life and when i say intervene i mean we normally see intervention as maybe you're going through something bad and then something good happens along the way but that's not even the definition of intervention intervention is interfering <laughs> with your life right interfering with the plans you had the expectations you had of yourself the things that you wanted to do you're going to have to learn when you start to see that your life is not entirely your own or your life is not your own i mean it was never in the first place right but when you accept jesus you you accept that it actually is not your own so when you accept jesus you still think that your life is your own right but when you accept jesus you have come to the realization that your life no longer is your own right and so basically i'm trying to say to us today that when you realize your life is no longer your own you'd be more open to god for his intervention right you'd be more concerned about doing god's purpose for your life you'd be more concerned about your will or your desires being in alignment with god's will and god's desires for you it's going to be more about where do you want me to be god why am i going through this i mean what's the purpose in all of these examples in all of this pain or in all of these blessings right because it feels like i've talked about pain 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 a lot (laughs) i mean what's the purpose so why do i have all of those good things coming my way I mean, is this, what is it for? You start to see your life as, I live my life. I know that things are happening, but most of the things happening in my life, you, it's, it's really for the glorification of God, right? And so it's really that people can see God through the life that you live. That's the first thing. Now, the second thing from the second part of Corinthians I talked about was Paul saying that as Christians, you don't even live for yourself. So on one hand, you live for God. On another hand, you live for someone who's not yourself. You live for other people, right? And I mean, it's it's practically in a lot of places in Corinthians, in First Corinthians, and Second Corinthians, even in the legendary um, definition of love passage. How that love is patient, love is kind, love doesn't um, count wrong, and all of these things, right? You start to see that you're not necessarily living for yourself, and you're not just living for those people that love you. You're living for everybody. You're living for. You're making sacrifices for the people, and so even the experiences that God is bringing your way, you start to see that it's not just about me. Maybe I have to experience this so that some other person can get some blessing from what I've had to go through. So some other person can stand on my shoulders. So some other person doesn't have to go through tough times because God probably knew. Oh, my daughter Chimdi, my daughter, or my daughter, what name should I use? My daughter Jike, my daughter or my son jigger god just knew that you could pass through but god knows another person that would need someone to hold the person's hand to go through that process and so it happens to you right not just for your sake but for the sake of some other person so some other person is edified so some other person is uplifted and i really really like this line in the weight i think i've said it um, on the podcast a couple of times where um what is this guy saying now the guy that finished from here and then his friend i remember the other guy as ishaya bello from far from home but i'm trying to remember his name in that particular movie i cannot remember but he was talking to his friend and he said to him that i mean a lot of times god is putting you in that situation for the sake of another person right so you can be a stepping stone to some other person 
so as christians i would just like us to remember two things you don't live for yourself that's i mean that's the broad statement now two things in the broad statement you live your life for god so basically whatever you're going through whatever you will do in life whatever circles you're going to be involved in whatever industries you're going to work in i mean all of it will have to connect to god's purpose for your life will have to connect to how it brings glory to god or how it draws men to god because god has called us into a ministry of reconciling men with him and the second thing that i like to say or that i've said and i like to reiterate is the fact that we live for the people so god has called us to be kinder to love to give right and I don't know why I'm saying this today. I mean, I did not exactly intend to talk about kindness. But when I was praying, it just God just impressed it upon my heart. Right? We owe it to people to be kind to them. And this is not even just because you don't know what people are going through. That's not the kind of line I'm giving here. Of course, people are going through stuff. But this is because we're christians and i mean as christians people we're not just christians because we say we are because we affirm with our mouths that we've accepted jesus people will see that we're christians because we bear the fruits of righteousness we bear the fruit of the spirit and one of such things or one of that fruit is kindness right so be kind you to people to be kind you to people to show love you to people to give and I just like to point out something. This is something I still read in Second um, Corinthians eight, I think verse twelve, about giving. Right? This is now in line with giving to God. I am saying this. I mean, it's not part of the episode per se, but it's just something that I want to say to you. Right? So Paul said, if you are eager to give, God will accept your gifts on the basis of what you have to give and not what you don't have. And this is going to be what we're going to talk about in the next episode. I'm not going to say anything on that again but just want you to know about talking about the willingness of god and the willingness of man right and how those things are some of are two of the most important ingredients or two of i don't say most important ingredients because i don't know in what but usually when god will walk and when god will walk with man those things are really important so i can talk about that in the next episode but i wanted to drop a hint now the second cocoa of this conversation nigerians my people elections are in five days you're like i don't know about you but i mean as a country we've suffered so much we've been so backwards like things are so hard imagine that people i know that i mean there are poor people in every country but imagine that the bulk of people in a country cannot eat imagine that you're scared for your life every single day that you come out of your house Things are so bad here that there is no excuse not to go and vote. Now, I know some people will not vote. It always happens. And if you're not going to vote because you actually cannot, you sincerely cannot, please pray for the elections. I think this is very important because I, when I was registering to vote, I, I, I used to be registered in Enugu when I was um, in school. But I realized I was going to leave and I was not going to be in school for the duration of the election because I would have graduated by then. And so I had to move my voter's registration. I didn't know where I was going to be at that particular point in time. I mean, my life was very unclear. I didn't know where would I be, would I be here, would I be there. But just moved it to a place where I knew I could always come back to, right? And 
I'm thankful that I'm going to have the opportunity to vote. But if you cannot vote, please pray. If you cannot vote, please stop affirming negative things about the elections. I mean, I I hear people say a lot of things like this person cannot win, this person cannot do that. And I mean, I know that there are places where you want to be logical about things. I know there are places where you're so doubtful, maybe because you've not had it good at all. And you just think that the worst possible scenarios will always happen. But we're children of God. We should speak encouragement to other people, right? And I mean, what happens to the place of grace that changes everything? What I was I was praying to God for Nigeria this morning and I got reminded of a lot of things that God did politically in the scriptures. I mean, when it came to wars, for instance, where the Israelites were overpowered, God had sent angels before. I mean, when it came to political decisions and famine and hunger, God had caused um I think the Syrians to run away and leave their camp. And so the Israelites who did not have food found food and food that was so expensive became so cheap right so scripture is laden with a lot of places where god has intervened politically and so if you cannot see anything good about the country seek the face of god if you're you're not going to vote because you're sincerely unable to vote to pray if you're not going to vote because you just lack faith in the country, I honestly don't know what to say to you. But please, go to God in prayer about Nigeria. As you're going to cast your votes, even if you're going to vote, pray. Pray for security. Pray for safety. A lot of people are going to be traveling. I mean, election periods are not very safe periods. Pray for people. Right? You, 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 you don't have to be that negative person, that person that wants to be right, that wants to say it will not happen, it cannot happen. I mean, if you really don't have anything to say, just keep quiet. Don't discourage other people. Right? So, this is my own part about the election. I look forward to voting. My candidate, by the way, is Mr. Pitobi. I really, truly hope that he wins the elections. I'm praying that he wins the elections. I trust God that he will win the elections. And if he's your candidate, I mean... We don't have to listen to people who say things. You can trust God that he will win the elections, especially if you say you're a Christian. I mean, think about it. How can you say you're a Christian and you don't have faith that the things that you pray, God will answer? You're doing calculations on top of something that God can actually take charge over. Think about it. So, my guys, Nigeria is an hand of God. Nigeria is safe. We're not going to lose any lives. We're not going to have any cause to cry in this period god will keep our family members i know that there is a lot of tension money is unavailable i mean it's crazy y'all like the things that we're experiencing these are not these are not even things that you read about like it doesn't even sound like fiction and yet it's our reality things are hard we have a god that sees that knows it's scriptural in i think second chronicles 7 14 Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and come to me, that he will hear from heaven. He will heal our land. He will forgive our sins. And I honestly believe that God's hand is upon this country. I mean, think about it. How many people are praying for this country? God will do something in Nigeria. You have a job, vote and pray. When you go to vote, try to secure your vote. Be there if you can. Of course, be vigilant too. 
God bless you. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope, I mean, I'm going to come back on Monday. I want to come back. I really want to see Mr. Beethoven's president. Oh my God. <laughs> you guys, I am so excited about new possibilities for Nigeria. I know that a lot of people are saying, what if, what if, what if, what if. But I don't know. I feel this is different because for the first time, people actually are hopeful. And it's not hope in nothing. It's hope based on evidence, hope based on track record. So, my guys, go and cast your votes. I hope that you vote Mr. Pitobi. I really hope that you do. (laughs) I hope that he becomes the president of Nigeria. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I've been talking to a lot of people and people say, ah, the day he wins, we're going to distribute a lot of free food. Please, I want to eat free food, yo. Like, he has to win. Okay, my guys, I really hope that I said things to you today. I hope I minister to you. And I hope that you vote and you pray. I'm the Nigerian Christian Talkaholic and this is Just Talk. Have an amazing day.